Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the Lakers lost big again. And I think we have reached that point where it's time to say goodbye to Frank Vogel. I say this as somebody who has arduently <laughs> defended Frank Vogel over the course of this season. And and mind you, my quote-unquote defense here has basically been that he shouldn't be the scapegoat uh, for this season. Had he been fired earlier this season, it would have been him being made a scapegoat for the, the, the front office mis- office's mistakes uh, back in the summer. At this stage, though, it, firing him would be different. It would be a very different situation here. The Lakers aren't going to win a championship. They uh, clearly have checked out on the things that he is saying in the huddle, and they're going to fire him anyway. So I'm going to make those points a little bit longer each, and we'll get to the bottom of whether I can get you guys to get on board. Let's start with the most pressing reason why Vogel, I think, needs to go. And it, it goes back to a couple lowdowns ago, after the Lakers got mollywopped on Sunday, I said that by not making a move at the trade deadline, the front office kind of implicitly stated, yeah, we gave up on the season. The season isn't going anywhere. And lo and behold, the Lakers quit, right? Not exactly shocking there. And I think we're arriving at that point again here where by continuing to employ a coach uh, who, again, is not... I don't think very high on my list of people who are most responsible for this. By the way, when the Lakers fire Frank Vogel this upcoming offseason, there's a there's a decent chance that the coach that they hire isn't as good as Frank Vogel. Like that is that is still in play. But Frank clearly has not been able to reach the the, the players this year. They have totally checked out him, checked out on him at this stage of the season and Again, he's going like he's 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 not everybody knows he's a dead man walking. And that is part of why they're checking out on him. So because he has clearly lost the locker room, I think you need to once again remind everybody, no, we're still trying this season. And by keeping Frank Vogel, I think it sends the opposite of that message. Speaking of dead man walking, like that's the other factor here is that everybody knows this guy's getting fired at the end of the season. They basically told us that as soon as they gave him that sham of an extension back before the season started, uh, they did the bare minimum in terms of committing to this guy. And again, it's all about the message that some of these moves send. Once you barely commit to this guy, you tell everybody involved, oh yeah, this guy is very easily replaceable. And uh, lo and behold, wouldn't you know it, that message has been received. So as things currently stand, as this guy is going to get fired at the end of the season anyway, I think you just rip that Band-Aid off now and you see what you have in somebody like Phil Handy or you see if, you know, Fisdale can... uh, I think Fisdale had his chance. It was not obviously... Uh, the best type of circumstances that he he uh, was the interim coach there while Frank was out. Uh, but I think you you bring somebody in as a, you know, it's going to be an interim position and it's an audition. And we see how the team responds to that coach. 
maybe the team just continues to check out and it was all for naught. But what did you lose? You didn't lose anything because Frank wasn't going to be back after the season anyway. And I think thirdly, the most important point that I'll make here is that I think LeBron has checked out, has been checked out on Frank all year. And here's this quote, and I, I, I want to listen to it again at some point for proper context, but this is interesting. So this is from Jacob Rood. Quote, LeBron cites that, quote, we are a, we're a Frank Vogel team, so it's defense first before talking about the defense. It has been challenging for us uh, this year defensively. We've lost a lot of games because our defense is broken down, end quote. That sound like somebody who really believes in his coach, right? Now, LeBron is probably going to tell everybody, everybody took that quote the wrong way or whatever. Uh, but you look at the way that he plays out there, and you especially you look at the way that he plays defensively, and he checked out forever ago. He hasn't really defended at a particularly high level all year this year. So uh, if you can, if firing Frank gets LeBron to maybe buy back into the season a little bit, that's how you save this season. Uh, it's not by standing pat and hoping that guys get healthy. Look, I have said all year that the people responsible for this, and I wrote it uh, for Silver Skin and Roll yesterday, I wrote that the people responsible for this are, at the end of the day, not actually going to be held accountable. And that's a real bummer here. That's the thing that I'm the most nervous about organizationally with the Lakers moving forward. However, you cannot tell me that a coach who decided to start DeAndre Jordan in 19 games in the year of our Lord, 2022, is uh, he carries no blame here either. Like, I, I have said it before, everybody involved with this Lakers season has gone back to the worst versions of themselves. LeBron is his most passive-aggressive. Vogel was his most uh, dogmatic about his defensive principles, and uh, he was the least flexible that we have seen him at any stage of his Lakers tenure. Uh, The Lakers were more insular this year than they have ever been uh, with the guys that they brought in, a lot of former Lakers, Clutch, I thought, was at their worst with, you know, kind of sort of not, I'm not going to say forcing the Lakers' hand here, but, you know, clearly THT is on the team. Alex Caruso is not because of the clutch dynamic there. Uh, I think the Lakers as an organization and their star hunger was at its worst this year in bringing in Russ. So you get the worst examples and the worst versions of everybody involved here. And this is the outcome that you usually arrive at. And, you know, unfortunately here for Frank, it means it, this is the end of his Lakers tenure. Uh, whenever he is fired, whether it's tonight, tomorrow, at the end of the season, he's gone. Like this is this is not a relationship that can carry forward. But uh, I, I think this this situation as it currently stands can't continue. You we. You cannot keep telling fans that we swear, oh my goodness, we cross our heart, hope to die, swear that we really care about this season and continue to fall down by, like the Lakers fell down by 20, at least 19, at two different points in this game. They, they fell down by 19, fought back, 
fell immediately down to 20 and 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 never uh caught anywhere up close to that ever again this is a team that if they play the right way if they you know actually embrace their identity and get stops and get out and run they can be somewhat competitive problem is they have refused to accept that identity and they are incapable of getting stops so uh is there somebody that you think can maybe get more out of them then i think you give it a go and at the end of the day the stakes are way lower right now because they suck anyway All right, that's going to do it here for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown. Make sure you check out uh, yesterday's episode of The Hook. Uh, Aaron and I talked about the accountability issue. We also talked about the NBA at large and the amount of parity that we have seen from this year and whether that is going to continue forward. That matters for a team in the Lakers that are trying to play catch-up with the NBA right now, uh, or they will be trying to play catch-up with the NBA come this offseason. Um, and then uh, you know, later today... By the time you guys are listening to this, Harrison and I are going to record an episode of the Lakers Lounge where I'm sure we'll bring all of this up uh, once again. Until then, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.